Who should we know first? Um, oh, let's see. How about Las Vegas? Las Vegas, great. It's Vegas, y'all. A Vegas podcast by Texans for everyone. Today is Sunday, July 16th, 2023. You are listening to episode one. All right. So War Games. War Games was a film in the 80s. Do y'all remember War Games? I don't know. But that's our intro. And uh, they talk about nuking Vegas. Sometimes we all feel like that. But anyway, why we're here and the we is. It's Vegas, y'all. And I'm Danny, Vegas introvert on YouTube, but also just Danny on here. And with me, my seasoned co-host is Casey, who is Wall Street to Vegas on YouTube. Casey, how you doing? Doing great, Danny. Thanks for inviting me to be your uh, partner in crime on this adventure. Crime is absolutely what's going to occur here, too. I'm going to talk about Vegas and crime and the nature of what we're doing here, y'all. This is a Vegas podcast, and I wanted to get together Texans. It's not just me and up north Casey was with his accent. Um, I also brought along some co-conspirators. And what we're going to do is talk about Vegas every episode. And uh, sometimes it'll be me and Casey. Sometimes it'll be me and Casey and one of these people. And... Who are these people? Well, our first co-conspirators are Dave and Sonia, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves and how you might know them. Dave, Sonia? Hey, what's going on, guys? So it's David. And Sonia. And we're Devaris and Travels, if you've seen our, our channel on YouTube. So we appreciate the invite and coming on to share our experiences with you guys. Nice. Thanks. Love y'all. Love your YouTube channel. Those of y'all that watch YouTube, now you know how to say their channel name. I learned <laughs> it because I paid attention. I paid attention when they explained it. Casey, who else we got? Well, I've got the honor to introduce Hog and Two Cent. Somehow we were able to get them on their anniversary night and on a night that Two Cent is not playing Coin Combo. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we have nothing major going on, so we said, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for inviting us. Yeah. All right, so you now know who is all in the studio. It's a virtual studio, obviously, because we're all over Texas. Part of why I wanted to do this, part of why we wanted to do this is because Texas is such a large state, but we only have two casinos here. So we're going to do a little bit of round robin to get to know everyone. We're also going to jump into some Vegas topics. This first episode is about just setting the stage, and we think it's important for you all to understand where we're coming from and that it's different from four, five, six different directions. So I'm Danny. Lived in Houston for 23 years, but I am born and raised in San Antonio, Texas, and now live outside of Austin, and I want to go home. I don't want to live here anymore. <laughs> so that's me. Casey, where are you from? Uh, Dallas, Texas. Born in Dallas, Texas. Lived in Mesquite my whole life, and uh, went to college in Denton, and stuck around Denton after I graduated. So 43 years old today. Uh, not today, but 43 years old, and my closest casino is Windstar. It's about an hour north, and I try to avoid it because I know it, it takes too much of my money when I go. <laughs> it took a lot of our money when, well, I mean, I didn't take a big bankroll, and it was well protected, but that casino just really hoovers your, your money away. I forgot to say that. We we're all going to say our closest casino. Part of why I resent living in Austin now is my closest casino is I'm actually four and a half hours equidistant from Lucky Eagle and Eagle Pass. Windstar in um, Thackerville, Oklahoma, and Delta Downs in Vinton, Louisiana. So I don't have a casino near me. I might as well fly to uh, El Paso for uh, fun with Hog and Two Cent. That's how bad it is. Dave and Sonia, where are you at? Where's your closest casino? So we're in San Antonio, Texas. I'm originally from Houston. Sonia's originally from Beeville, Texas. Um, our closest casino is just like you said, the Lucky Eagle Casino down at Eagle Pass. So it's what, maybe about a two and a half hour drive for us. Mm -hmm. So not, not too bad. Yeah. So do your phones, the, the few times I've been there, the last time I went there, my phone welcomed me to Mexico. Does your phone do that? 
We, it hasn't happened yet, but we're generally there with family when we go and it happens to my brother. So I guess it depends on your provider. Mm-hmm. We have okay. AT&T if that makes a difference. I mean, I have AT&T now. I had Verizon then. Um, what about y'all, Hog and Two Cent? Do you get welcome to Mexico all the time in El Paso? Yeah, all we're like right on the border. So all okay. the time. Yeah. We're here, we're not. We're here, we're not. Yeah. So I just said where you're from. Hog and Two Cent, y'all are in El Paso, right? Yes, we're out of El Paso, Texas. We have no casinos anywhere near us as far as Texas casinos go. Um, but if we just take a 10-minute drive across the border to New Mexico, we have a little kind of hole in the wall called Sunland Park Casino. And it's just basically a room with little slots in it, nothing <laughs> fancy. And it does not feel like Vegas. It does not feel like fun. It feels like people that have a problem that need to get you know, scratch that itch. Mm-hmm. And How so it's not. Go there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it does not have any live table games. So that's also another con. But if we wanted to play a live, like, blackjack game, we'd go to uh, Rio Doso, New Mexico, which is about a two and a half hour drive northwest from here. Um, but we never have any luck there. Ever. Okay. They are. Oh. Uh, not the typical game, you know, the class two, you know, like lottery style slot machines. So yeah, your odds are a little different. And the bingo yeah. cards, right? Bingo. There you go. Yep. That's what I meant. Bingo. Bingo style wins. So somehow that feels, I don't know. I don't want to say like they're cheating, but it does it doesn't feel legit to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we went to G2E last year and you can change the screen so you can see how it actually works and it is literally like a bingo card you know your your wins are based on mm-hmm. did you get bingo you know and it's it's crazy yeah there were some machines at um at the end of the mountain gods which is in rio Doso, um that did show the bingo card at the on the bottom of the screen yeah it did show it that's weird it's true because they have the same way at Kikapu. Um, it's the bingo card system. And, you know, you start to you start to play a machine and you think like, oh, am I going to get that bonus game? You know how you get on line one and then line three? Well, if you have a bingo, you know you're going to get it. Like, yeah, so it's almost like takes away that surprise. Or if you yeah. don't, you're like, oh, I'm not going to get the bonus. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I'm not sure I, I like that that much, but. But we still go. We still go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> hey. My mom likes it. It's funny. My mom likes my mom and dad were my dad was a very big and lucky gambler. Uh, my mom loves to play bingo. It's probably nearing my once a year bingo trauma with my mom. She's like, if you have ever seen that series of episodes of Roseanne where she got addicted to bingo and like has the trolls on the table and like it's her space and her ch- that's my mom like <laughs> i was like mom when does bingo start she said seven and she's like we should go soon i'm like mom it's four <laughs> no, get a, she gotta get her table she got she has to go say hi to everybody and she she, she you think i'm shady my mom is like um oh we don't talk to her because i said hi to somebody i'm like mom come on you're like bingo enemies anyway <laughs> she loves she loves you called it kickapoo right so that's the tribe that owns kickapoo um mm-hmm. is lucky eagle right yeah. um in eagle pass i i went there it was my best hand pay in terms of 38 cents and i won almost 1700 dollars. oh on a 38 cent bet however it was my worst hand pay because it took about an hour and 45 minutes for them to pay me oh wow. hmm. I was so getting like anxious. I was like, what happened? What happened? And I didn't want to leave. Yeah. And they come back with my money. So, I mean, it's fun. Y'all have done fun vlogs there. Go to their channel again. It'll be in the description for this podcast and check out their travels. All right. So let's get into some Vegas, y'all. Again, everybody listening, first of all, thank you. We appreciate it. We're all from Texas. We're not all the same. We're all in different parts of the state, essentially. I'm closest to Dave and Sonia, uh, about an hour plus down the road. Um, We discovered that they live where a lot of my family lives. So (laughs) that's interesting um, as well. It's a small, big town. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, we all live fairly far apart. And so we're going to have some different perspectives in terms of that. 
Why does it matter that we're from Texas? Eh, it doesn't. We're just really prideful. Texans really love Texas. <laughs> That's what it's about. And we're here to talk Vegas. So I had a couple of topics I want to talk about. Did y'all hear about the Caesars hostage situation that happened? Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so it would have been yesterday or Monday? Mm -hmm. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Casey, did you hear about it? Yep. You know, you think you hear everything and then you hear something new out of Vegas, right? Yeah. So I'm going to start here. What are y'all's opinions of Caesar's Palace, first of all? Oh. Is, is it somewhere? Would you consider it a luxury resort? I don't think it's hostage or what is it? Barricade worthy. <laughs> uh, I would pick a different casino if I was going to barricade myself. Mm -hmm. Well, to be fully transparent, we've never actually stayed at Caesar's Palace. Um, but our every time we go and attempt to play, it, we it just except for the last time we were there, we had unusual luck. But yeah, we just I don't know the vibe there is just mm -hmm. it's, it's never on point for us. Yeah. I agree. We have the same issue when we go to Caesar's. We don't normally win there. Um, the vibe isn't what we normally like. Um, we've we've, act, we've never stayed there either. Yeah. Um, we've given it like ample opportunities to like lure us in. Caesar's properties in general, I'll, I'll say we really don't stay at, but um, Caesar's Palace, it, we've given it ample opportunity to try and entice us and but, it's just not there. But to say, to ask if it's a luxury hotel, I, I would say no. Agreed. Um, maybe at one point it was. I'm not, I'm not thinking it is anymore. That's that's my opinion. Casey, you're more of an MGM person, right? Right. I I started off being Caesars because I you know that's where I got my first comps. So Caesars Palace was uh, at one point my favorite destination, right? And when I got a comp offer there, I'd always book it and go. But uh, over time, it's lost its appeal mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason. Uh, mainly, it just seems like it's a massive resort, and, and you get lost in it and uh, the luck has never been there either, right? Uh, so, yeah, I've gradually moved away, and, and now I'm on the uh, MGM trains, right? So going back to this story, I don't know what y'all's experience – I mean, you've suggested what your experience has been to all the people that are here. Um, but the last few times I've spent significant time there, uh, once there was a – very big fist fight of about five or six people in the middle of the casino. The next time there were uh, about 15 or 16 kids that rode bicycles through the casino and were getting chased by security. Um, and so for me, I mean, I guess some of that you can't really control, but it feels like it's almost like Caesars is a magnet <laughs> for weird activity. Have y'all had any stories or things that have happened when y'all are at Caesars palace that, because we've all kind of placed it as a not luxury resort. Well, not me personally, but my sister went to Vegas one year um, with my mom. Um, they went to a convention. Um, now, my sister made some mistakes. First mistake she made was <laughs> she went to an outlet mall. Um, first of all, me, when me and Hog Vegas, we don't, we, we don't, our, our thought isn't in shopping, right? It's in gambling, like 100% gambling. Um, so anyway, but teach their own. Um, so my sister was at the outlet mall. Um, she was on the phone. She had her purse on the little couch that you sit on to try shoes on. She was in a shoe store. Uh, her purse was open. Um, next thing you know, her wallet's gone. Um, second mistake was her room key to, she was staying at Caesars was still in its sleeve. So it had no. her hotel room number, the hotel she was staying at. By the time she got back to the hotel room, her uh, her luggage was gone through, like they had gone through her luggage. They stole anything that was of value. They had already gone and cashed checks that she had, uh, blank checks she had in her purse. Um, it was like this big operation. Like many people were involved. And um, when my sister went back to the room, she told, I mean, to the hotel, she had told them what had happened. She didn't feel safe. She had security kind of escort her. They, they changed her room, obviously. Um, 
but she learned a lot of lessons in, on that trip. So I, I, I don't know if I'm biased because of that. Mm. Um, but yeah, she was pretty much paranoid the rest of the trip. Um, she kind of constantly felt like people were like on her, like following her around. Like, I don't know if, if they were to a certain extent prior to all that happening. But another reason, aside from that, that I kind of like can't get into Caesar's Palace itself, not necessarily other properties that Caesar's owns, but every time I'm in Caesar's, like it's a huge hotel. Like when you're standing on the outside and you're looking at it, it's like it's massive. Mm -hmm. But every time I walk in there, aside from that one area that's by Vanderpump where it's like open and high ceilings, I always feel like I'm in a tiny casino. There's too many nooks and crannies and I don't Mm -hmm. like it. I was wondering, do any, does anyone take any security precautions while you're in Vegas? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. Um, I, I feel pretty safe with most of the MGM properties that we stay at. Um, and going back real quick to some of the things that um, Tucson had said, you know, we we're talking about Caesar's Palace. And I agree completely with what she was saying. Um, I feel like you're right. It's such a massive hotel. And then you get in there and it just feels so crowded, especially in the casino areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just felt like, and I've also, and I've also heard, and again, we've never stayed there. So it's hard for me to talk to this, but I've heard that the check-in process there is just absolutely horrendous. Um, and from numerous people. And so that's one of the reasons I kind of stay away from it. Um, but in terms of security, um, we do, we do use our safe a lot. Um, we've never had any issues with MGM properties in terms of taking anything or have we? No, never come across anything like that. Um, yeah, Casey, I would say it's just primarily we do, we kind of keep a watch over our shoulder to a certain extent because you still want to enjoy yourself. Right. Um, but I think, I think that's probably the most that we do, at least at this point, um, MGM properties, like Sonia was saying, I don't know what it is, guys, and, and maybe you guys feel differently. We do feel a little more comfortable there. Uh, when we go to Caesars properties, and and I don't know if it's just through my experiences and kind of being biased, um, they're a little more rowdy, for lack of a better term, right? So um, at MGM, it's we kind of just, just like you, Casey, I think that's where you stay, right? So we kind of just hover in those areas, then venture out to some of the other ones. Don't get me wrong, I like Casino Royale, and I like the $5.805, yeah. but... Just for a bit, and then it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, but that, I don't know if it's all the casino prop or the Caesar's properties that I feel that way. Definitely Caesar's Palace, but I mean, I don't feel that way really in Paris. I like Paris. Um, <laughs> you haven't seen our Paris video yet, but Uh-oh. oh my god, you, you haven't put it out yet, right? Or no, are we okay, no. Is it from two thousand one? Almost. Almost. No, no. <laughs> Um, when was it? Oh, October, October. 22. Yeah. Last okay. Time. okay. Okay. We're going to look Imagine out for it then. Up. We're going to yeah. never stay there, it's but point, yeah, but definitely. Yeah. I, I, and I don't know. We're just definitely more, we really feel comfortable at MGM properties. I don't know if that, do y'all feel the same way or. Well, one thing I do, I do this every trip is when I get to my room, I, I empty my wallet and all that's in my wallet is my driver's license and cash and my room key. Mm. Uh, because I, I've heard of the pickpockets, right? And I don't carry a purse or anything like that. So I don't want my wallet getting stolen. If it does, I, I can replace the cash and I can replace the door key, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I don't bring anything else with me due to that reason, right? I think something really valid, too, that we, we should kind of turn back around on is um, in Two Cents Story, your sister had her room key in the sleeve, which I'm... Yeah assuming had the room number on it um i went to grad school for hospitality management and one of the professors one of the first days of one of my first classes um said that is the most dangerous security convenience we provide to criminals like you know how many people in any city anywhere but especially somewhere like vegas you know how many people drop their room key and it says when Las Vegas, room 1021, mm-hmm. right? You, you yeah. just allowed them access to your things. And people will be brazen enough to go steal it. So, y'all, and from remember the, the number. From the Metro, they were saying this was a definite, like, a cartel, like, Russian uh, cartel that is famous for 
having people all over the place in Vegas. And they, again, hardly spoke good English and tried to go to the bank with a company check that she had. She was there for business. She has a, a business and they took a, the company check and were trying to get it cashed, wow. you know, wow. with this thick wow. accent. And <laughs> Luckily they didn't succeed. Yeah. Because they got video, the, everything of my, these people. Wow. But, my my sister is, you know, she's half Hispanic, but she's also half white. Like, you know, because my dad was as white as they come from Chicago. <laughs> and, um, you know, here's this person that completely did not look like my sister trying to cash his check at the bank. And I mean, there were multiple things going on. So when my, my sister was on top of checking her her credit card state uh, her with her credit card company. They were they had already purchased like over two hundred something dollars at Walmart, wow. while these other people were at Wells Fargo trying to cash his. Yeah, they all split It was up. a ring. Yeah. It was a ring of people, and um, it was pretty scary. And I learned specifically about Caesar's Palace, uh, the escorts. There's a bathroom in Caesar's that's very conducive for the escorts to uh, refresh, um, like in the women's room. There's a whole room dedicated to like mirrors with the light bulbs around them and, and stools and stuff outside of like the actual restroom area part. So they, they find it like nice to sit and wait for the next call to come in. So they do their face, they do their makeup hmm. and then they go back out. Yeah. You're, you're saying there's a hooker waiting room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To get back to the, the initial story about this, so essentially, those of y'all that don't know about it, sorry, 10 minutes later, but <laughs> some person barricaded himself in a room. And from what I understand, there are very few details, but he pulled some innocent woman that he didn't know, right, in from the hallway yes. um, and then started throwing things out the window <laughs> and, and would not come out and eventually was apprehended. And mm -hmm. so I, I guess what we're talking about then is like, what exactly is Caesar's Palace? It's big. It has luxury elements. It has one of the most expensive buffets in the city. Mm -hmm. um, there are things that their spa is wonderful. I think it's probably one of my favorite spas. But for some reason, it feels claustrophobic and unsafe mm -hmm. to some of us. Mm -hmm. Why is that? What, what did they do that it went all wrong, Casey? Well, I think that could happen at any resort, you know? I think we've seen it happen at other resorts. You know, I, I don't. I wouldn't hold it solely responsible for Caesars. You know, myself. But I also wonder if they're also still, you know, recovering with the economy, it's struggling just because I've heard so many stories about Caesars struggling with the employees. You know, their maid service staff. You know, they're you know the people are going into rooms and the rooms aren't even clean. They go back to the front and have to wait in that long line, and then they still don't get a room. So yeah. I've heard these stories of that. I just don't know if. Is, does that tie back to management? I mean, I don't know. The yeah. question I have for you guys, too, is the layout of the casino floor. So, like, Park MGM, it's just a straight line, right? The Cosmo is just a straight line. Flamingo's a little bit more spread out. But Caesars Palace has, like, a section to the right, and then you got to walk through some hallways to get to a section in the back. It just – it's different. So it's that's weird. I was going to say it's an older casino compared to some of the other ones on the strip. And back in the old days of security, you need these uh, choke points in the casino to slow down the, tr the whoever was doing whatever and to catch them. Um, some of these newer casinos, it's very hard to even notice the choke points. Um, you know, the sections where it gets a little bit more narrow, you know, to, to get that pedestrian traffic to slow down. Um, because we have more technology, we have different ways of doing things nowadays. So I think Caesars has a little of that old style leftover, like, you know, it's pretty obvious where the choke points are. Mm -hmm. And so it gives you that claustrophobic feeling, you know, of, you know, those hallways, those narrow hallways or those rooms, especially when it's packed full of people. But mm -hmm. Caesars is like Caesars Palace is like what you think of when you think of Vegas. It's, it's you know, it's been there and it's like with the main attraction mm -hmm. back in the old days. It's so, pretty iconic. Iconic. So, yeah. you know, it's full of people. Um, and 
it's just that awkward floor space. Well, and part of it is too that uh, so there this will be like the second time I plug this this week on a different show or something. But Dr. Dave Schwartz, who will be our opening speaker at Zorkfest, he wrote a book called Grandissimo, and it talks about uh, Jay Sarno and the creation of Caesar's Palace, and then eventually Circus Circus. Y'all don't know if y'all know it's the same person responsible for those ideas, um, but the original Caesar's Palace. Um, was just that domed area where the main table games pit is. It's very pretty. Um, and then they had showrooms and things, and it was designed to be this super opulent place. If you see the pictures back then, it really is. If you've seen Caesars over the years, whoever their design team is, they've pretty much used it like three-year-olds with the Lego, that green Lego play mat, and you put things wherever it'll fit, and it's just a hodgepodge of things. And I think it lost some of its intentionality. Um, so on top of what Hog said, you're building it with these choke points to control traffic and as a security measure, but also they're now just putting things wherever there's space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it looks that way. It looks mm -hmm. like that. And it feels that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't, no you can't walk in and say to somebody, look at the casino, because you have to literally walk from one area to the next to the right. next. Mm -hmm. Whereas you go into like Venetian and boom. Yeah. <laughs> this is the casino. casino. It's like giant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think one thing going back to what Sonia referenced is employees there. I think it's very noticeable at all Caesars properties is uh, upon check-in at the registration desk, there's a lot less employees to check you in. They want you to use the kiosks. Mm -hmm. and if they're taking that approach at the most important part of your stay is in checking in, then what other areas are they skimping on employees? And it, mm -hmm. might, be, it might be security. It might be guest services uh, that might lead to that kind of activity and being more prominent. Well, and I didn't mean for this to be a poop on Caesars fest, it's just when I saw this story, I my initial reaction was, I mean, if it's going to happen somewhere, it's going to be at this huge, busy, understaffed casino where someone won't notice, right? Yeah. Where the crazy person gets to the room and barricades himself in. Um, so it makes sense to me in some way, but I think it could probably happen anywhere. So. Mm -hmm. Caesars is important because it's iconic, but I do think they probably have some concerns with how fast their scope and scale is growing. In relation to like what Sony and Casey were talking about with personnel too, I won't get y'all started on my Bacchanal buffet experience. I'm just going to say I'm glad I didn't pay for that. Yay, comps. <laughs> right. Okay, so Casey. I've got the transition for you. So uh, I got a hy hypothetical question. Would you rather have a TV thrown at you while you're in the pool or would you ha rather have a brown alert in the Venetian? The Is the TV plugged oh. in? <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect detail that we need to know. <laughs> no, it was, it was without uh, okay. visuals coming down. What's a brown alert, Casey, for people that don't know? Code brown. So there was a, uh, a baby incident at the Venetian pool that uh, they had to evacuate the pool due to an unfortunate circumstance. Yeah. So specifically, I saw I'm in a Venetian Palazzo Rewards group, and uh, an individual ranted about having to leave the pool for four hours uh, because a baby had a poopy accident <laughs> in the pool. Which, you know what, I, I would want to know that I need to evacuate if that happened. Uh, what's funny is, and I, I'm only going to briefly summarize this, but people reacted very vehemently in different ways. There were people that supported this guy and said it is Venetian's fault for allowing children, especially young children on property. There are people <laughs> that said... Um, they need to stop harassing the parents. The, you know, this happens. Babies poop. Uh, people <laughs> went on rampages about um, swimmer diapers. I don't have kids. Now I know a lot about swimmer diapers. Uh, <laughs> I guess what I'm asking y'all is, how would you react to that, first of all? What, what is your initial gut reaction to 
being evacuated from the pool because of a baby poopy. There's a lot worse things that could be in the pool. Are these same people that are complaining, talking about the people that pee in the pool all the time or have diseases, all the the pools that are jam-packed with partiers drinking? Where do you think the... I mean, they're not all getting out to go to the restroom. Where do you think it's going? <laughs> this is true. So, yep. you know. It's a I mean, that came up too. Um, the intersection of kind of snobbery and these thoughts, um, I think, was the thing that was uh, the most comical to me. Because essentially, the, the poster from what I got was suggesting that this place is... A luxury resort, speaking of, in context of Caesars, and we would expect better, like poopless babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, did the baby have those swim diapers or whatever you're talking about? No. 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 So, that's, that's why they I had an escapee. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Then, you know, part of it is the parent's responsibility to make right. sure if you're taking your kid in the pool... They should know as parents, anything could happen at any time. So, right. you know, that that's on them. So are we pool people, Dave, Sonia? Do you go to the pool in Vegas? We yes, do. We, we do go it. to the pool, yes. Mm-hmm. I have to get her out of the casino for a couple that's hours. That's hard. So. That's hard. Yeah. But we, uh, <laughs> we do love the pool. We, you know, whenever we go, like we'll, like we'll be going here soon. So we try to plan our pool days. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we love it. You have a favorite pool? We do. Um, well, it's hard. So um, I, would, I would say right now it's Boulevard, just because we're we love we, we still love, love the Cosmo. We still love the Cosmo, but I, I really love the Bellagio pool too. Uh, I think yeah, it's I, would agree. I think it's just classy and nice. Um, we are staying at the Nomad, so we're going to check out the Nomad pool this time. Mm-hmm. If, if y'all have ever done, have you been to that. Green Valley? Not no. yet. Oh, so, that pool was nice. Is that, is that, would you say that's probably the nicest pool that for the places y'all stayed? I, I would like that. Um, cause it's more low key. Okay. And it's got a beach. Yeah. It's like sand and it's got little nooks that you can just kind of chill out in. Nice. Yeah. I've heard the same thing with Red Rock. That's a really nice pool setting. So, uh, yeah, I would take Green Valley over Red Rock. Okay. 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 We'll have to check it out. So one of our, one of our things at some point is going to be to, uh, rent a car, um, and drive off strip. And so we plan on definitely doing Green Valley at some point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, hugging Tucson and I regularly. Well, y'all drive almost all the time in Vegas, right? Did yeah. you fly recently? We flew just because we were short on time. We flew Easter weekend, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To like a quick getaway to celebrate this one's birthday. Um but um, yeah, we usually just drive. Yeah. All right. Cool. Now, y'all, y'all don't really go to the pool, though, do you, Hog and Teresa? No. Again, we're just. Well, I. I'm there to game. I can be a <laughs> pool person, right? If my degeneracy let me, right? But, <laughs> yeah. But there's I, another factor. I, as I'm, as I'm getting older, mm-hmm. I'm becoming more. I don't know, OCD, more germophobic, more aware of what could possibly be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if it was someplace like Green Valley Ranch where there wasn't a lot of traffic, right. not a lot of partiers, not, not mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong with that. Right. Um, but, you know, when you're inebriated, you tend to make uh, not so good judgment. I agree, hundred percent. At the yeah. moment, like peeing in the, <laughs> in the pool. moment, yeah, like peeing in the pool. Uh, but you know, like, it, and it depends. Like, if we're in, you know, Kauai, yeah, I, we tend to be in the pool, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it just depends on the city where you're at. So you're saying we're pool snobs? So <laughs> uh, <laughs> coin combos there at the pool, right? Oh yeah, well, she'll I'm be in it. She's not over there. Again, this has to be a Baby Texas. I'm diving. We in. always say this to people, like when we go to Vegas, we gamble like crazy because we right. don't get a chance to gamble like for right. real. And that's what people have to understand is we don't have that opportunity to just right. walk out the door, or take a little drive, and go somewhere. We're deprived. We go to Vegas to gamble because we don't have that here. So we're going to take full advantage. And I, I, I don't drink. 
I, I, yeah. I, what, this is my 14th, 15th year? 14th year, I think. I, I've already lost track <laughs> of sobriety. And so even one less thing to do while I'm in Vegas. So, right. I, you know, and some would say I have an addictive personality. <laughs> I might. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm there to game. I'm there yeah. to gamble. Sure. Agree with y'all completely. We we had some friends that we took a while back um, to Vegas for the first time, and uh, we loved it. We had a good time. Um, we realized that there's a reason why we go by ourselves, just David and I, just because we go to gamble. You know, they wanted to shop again. Great, we had a great time, but we were like, look, guys, y'all go see the shops. We're going to be in the casinos. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do like to do the pool early on, and you know, in the morning, just so I get out of the casino for a little bit, so I have money for later. Um, yeah. and then once we, hopefully, hopefully yeah, hopefully, <laughs> but I, I agree with you being in Texas. I mean, we have Kikapoo. Yeah. We'll go every now and then, but it's not Vegas, yeah. you know, it's not Vegas. And Nothing so compares. Mm, so when I'm there, I want to have a good time. I want to gamble. Yeah. So I, I find it interesting. I, I think I've become more of a do other things. I do want to gamble, but I think now that I'm getting older now, I think it's funny, I guess, where this is coming from is that y'all love Boulevard the most and that with that in my head is the picture of the people standing in the pool bad things happening it's very crowded <laughs> it's very cats and dogs and cats and dogs and you know that, the music um yeah and so i actually like the other pool chelsea um and when i check into cosmo i ask for a low floor in chelsea and they're like that's not a problem because no one <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, stay away from the fountains. I don't care. Yeah. You know what, Danny? I know how much you love the Cosmo. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Recently, we had, not recently, it was maybe last year, we had seen that they had some incidents at the Cosmo at the Boulevard pool with some, I guess, um, issues of bacteria and things that was growing in there because of all the parties. And I thought, oh my gosh. And I love the pool, I love the setting of it, how it like looks over Las Vegas Strip, you know? Mm-hmm. And so now remember, we don't go to pool parties, you know, we're old. We go early in the morning when no one's there, but still to be in the pool of our pool where I know it is a party pool at some point. So yeah, we may have to rethink this whole thing. Yeah, it's before <laughs> noon, we're there before noon. And then afternoon, that's when it's a little bit younger crowd and we're like, all right, it's time yeah, to go gamble. Yeah, it's time for us to go gamble, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hand off. Uh, Casey. <laughs> You're a pool guy, aren't you? No, I've been to one pool in Vegas, and that's Mandalay what? Bay. I've had, I had a great time at the Mandalay Bay pool, but oh, okay. uh, if that would have happened to me at the Venetian, I would have told myself, well, this wouldn't have happened if I was at a slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> answer. Yeah. Well, actually, Casey, it very well could happen at a slot machine. <laughs> I guess uh, I, I have seen the other one happen at a slot machine. Right. Before. That's a whole different so, story right there. There is a chance. <laughs> you, you can get pooped on in a slot yes. machine as well. Um, I will take this opportunity to transition this because I think, again, part of this first episode is getting to know us. I'm enjoying this conversation. If you're listening, whatever platform you're listening to us on, if you love us, give us whatever that highest star rating is. Um, and listen next time. Tell your friends about it because we're having a good time. Good time to mention that we all clearly have different experiences here, but what I want to know about and the way of y'all getting to know us is your first Vegas experience. What year, what did you play or where did you, where did you stay? Did you even gamble? And uh, how has that changed? And so I'm going to actually go with Casey first. My first trip was in 2011, uh, stayed at Luxor for three nights and I went with my brother, uh, my mom, and my dad. Um, the, f- the semi-funny thing about that story, with, or you know, just my first trip in general, my mom and dad always promised to take us out there when my brother turned 21. Uh, so I would have been 23 because I'm two years older than he is. But that never came to fruition. We never d- took that trip, right? Uh, so at 31, I said, I'm finally going to Vegas. And I booked us a trip as my Christmas present to my parents and my brother. So we all four went out there as a family. Uh, and I booked that entire trip for four people, three nights with airfare for $300 on Expedia. Wow. And I was like, we're going to Vegas for $300 for three nights, uh, you know, airfare and hotel. And we were, we were like 
beyond ecstatic, right? Looking forward to the trip. And we checked into Luxor and of course your first experience, everything's positive, right? I mean, that whole, I just fell in love with Luxor. I was like, I got to come back tomorrow, right? As soon as we leave type of thing. But we did everything. We went downtown. We went to the Palms uh, at the time. Uh, we drove the strip at night, right? We got a rent car. Uh, I don't know. We just, we just did it up, right? I only brought $400 with me. Uh, that was my budget for that whole trip. And then I brought home 480 And I thought I was the highest roller, right? I said, <laughs> I, I, I won more money. And I did it all on roulette. That trip was all roulette. Uh, because I didn't know anything. I didn't know nothing about slots. I didn't, I was too scared to play blackjack, but roulette, I can put some chips on some numbers, right? Uh, so I was scared, didn't know much about Vegas, but I had a great time. And I've basically been going yearly ever since. Wow. What has changed since that first trip, Casey? Basically, my budget has gotten bigger, not not too big. <laughs> now, now, now it's, you know, 400 to 600 a day you know, is what I try to bring every time I go out there now. And I, I try now I'm more into the service part of it. Like I feel like when you are on vacation, you want good service, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be at a restaurant or on the casino floor or the hotel uh, staff. Right. Uh, so I, I do look and I try to stay at the places. I feel like I get better service at because I don't expect to win every trip. So I don't like judge it by, well, I won at this casino or I lost at this casino. It's just, where do I get the best service and have the best time overall time? Uh, and I found that to be MGM resorts just overall. I'm sure that there's some resorts and, you know, that you might have a bad experience with, but just overall, yeah, I feel like I have a better time at MGM resorts. So I now stay at MGM resorts. Yeah. All right, Casey. Well, you know, I, I'll go last when we're talking about this, but I, I do want to hear from the youngins, Dave and Sonia. What was your first experience like and how has it changed? So our first experience, it was at the uh, the end of 2001, heading into 2002. So unbeknownst to us, we actually, we were eager to get to Vegas. We booked a room, didn't have a lot of money at the time. So we were staying off strip. So we booked a room at Sunset Station and it was during the Super Bowl. So the Patriots were playing playing the Rams. Um, But again, like we didn't care about that. We were just trying to get to Vegas. So gosh, it was probably Expedia. I forgot the, the websites at the time back then, like it was three miles apparently away from the strip. We're like, Hey, you know what? Maybe we'll just walk it. That's not too bad. (laughs) Again, we were little guys. So we get there. Sunset station was awesome. Um, We decided to take a cab to the strip that's when we first got bamboozled by cabs and they took us like around a loop and ultimately it was like $45 to get to the strip. And then while we were at the strip on the way back, it was like another $45. We spent a lot on cab fares. More, more than gambling was on cab fare for sure. But Casey, yeah. to your point, I think like our budget. It was like a hundred bucks a day. Yeah, it was like a yeah. hundred or $125 because yeah. we didn't know what to expect, right? right. We were right. just checking out Las Vegas, seeing what everything was about. So, um, yeah, we were 21 years old. Uh, we got carded every single casino. We were like, we need to just wear a necklace with our ID on it. Um, it was, it was good. I mean, it was just, we fell in love with the city right away. We were like, this is amazing. I remember thinking that we were on the strip and I remember thinking that the Mirage was my favorite hotel casino at that time. We just love the vibe there. Again, this was 20 years ago. Um, but now we go to Vegas. It's a little different, right? Uh, obviously, our budget, like you, Casey, is a lot bigger than it was. Um, and we go, like you said, for the same thing for the service. Yeah, we go, we experience. stay. We want a hotel where we can relax in, where we have room to like stretch our legs, where we can like sit and just you know enjoy a cocktail in the room. Um, so we go for different reasons now. You know, uh, it's it's, but it's great. We we love it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Was, I mean, bankroll hopefully changes for everyone over time, right? And hopefully that means <laughs> it gets bigger. But well, well I'm going to wait. I'm going to go to Hog and Two Cent because I have thoughts. I didn't realize we had our first trip so close to each other. Mm. Y'all, are still, y'all are still the youngins, but Hog and <laughs> what was your well, first trip? Uh, my first trip to Vegas, honestly, I can't remember because my parents, they, they were those people that believed in taking their kids to Vegas. Um, so I was very young. I do remember one of the first places I stayed in, in Vegas with my parents was at the Hacienda. 
Oh. So that was a while back ago. Um, and of course, Circus Circus. Um, but as a couple, Hog and I didn't go until 2013 with your parents. Um, we, we weren't even married yet. And um, I think we both fell in love with Vegas at the same time as adults, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because um, you had been there, right? As, yeah, so as, a as, kid. as a kid, especially with my background, Italian-American background, <laughs> to perpetuate the stereotypes, I mean, they went to horse tracks and bet, gambled and stuff like that. We, we grew up gambling. And um, I remember as a kid going to Circus Circus and the grandparents would give me a bucket full of rolled quarters and just let me go play in the whatever that area is called where the kids play. And then they would go off gamble and that was it. They weren't worried about somebody stealing me or whatever. (laughs) They literally gave me quarters and got me, you know, playing while they did their thing. And that's how I, I remember, you know, Vegas as a little kid. But then as Tucson and I did go to Vegas together, we initially, we weren't really gamblers, we look at slots, we'd play like a couple of dollars here and there. And then I started thinking, you know, I know the odds are better at a table. Like blackjack mm-hmm. has the best odds. Let's try it out. And we actually both tried it out. We made $20 in like two minutes. And I was like, holy crap, that's like <laughs> legit money. Like this, I could be rich if I just kept playing this game. Um, we ended up losing eventually, but then I was like, no, I'm going to come back. I'm going to study, then come back. And so it got us hooked into it. And uh, we stayed yeah. at uh, Monte Carlo yeah. because um, yeah. they kind of, his parents were, you know, kind of left it up to me, I think. I don't know why, as to decide where to stay. And I was like, Monte Carlo is perfect. It was my favorite property at the time because of where it was located. Mm-hmm. The rooms yeah. were roomy. I always had a good experience at it. It was clean. Um, so we stayed there. And um, when we st- after that, on, conse- uh, on our following trips, we just went where the best blackjack games were. And that had just happened to be downtown. And um, so we were downtown people more than strip people. Um, it wasn't until they started... Um, you know, changing the minimum bets, mm-hmm. um, going from three to two to six to five blackjack, yeah. that we started kind of veering off strip. Yeah, you we know, had to. We had to. We had to, like, right. to play the proper game. I mean, like, no joke, I studied like crazy. Like, from a book to practice, 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 I studied a lot of stuff. Right. And it was like a mission. Let's go find the best game. Right. And Vegas, the strip was like a second thought. Like we were there to strictly game and, and play blackjack. And even our mentality was like, we're not going to get players cards. We don't, you right. know, we don't want, uh, I don't know. We just, we were so into the blackjack game that we didn't want to get players cards. Um, but as time went on, we now are looking for the deals. We, I have, right. you guys have seen our videos. You've seen my ring of players cards. <laughs> um, so now we're all about like where the best deal is, but we're still completely right. about, you know, trying to find the best blackjacking. Well, and that goes into what I was going to ask. Um, y'all play slots now, Tucson. Um, <laughs> when, when did that happen? When, because y'all were very aggressively table games focused. I don't mm-hmm. know that it was solely, but it, it's crept in more and more into your vlogging. So I imagine it also is in your actual gaming day more present. When did that happen? I think it started when we did our very first live stream at El Cortez. So obviously you cannot live stream a, game, a, a table game, you know, without permission, obviously. And then that, that's more commonplace now, you know, as evident in all these new, uh, Vegas channels, gaming channels, right? But we did a live stream, our very first live stream, and this is right before YouTube changed their um, rules as far as live streaming from a mobile device. They changed it. We did our first live stream at El Cortez. We had one person in our chat, which was Gibbs. (laughs) Um, 
And we realized the more we did live streams, the more people enjoyed, you know, they, they, mo most people enjoy watching you play slot machines, you know, uh, the slot machines. Um, one, because you can record tables. So but that was difficult. To part do. of the fun of a table game is you have a group of people yeah. that's essentially against the casino or against the dealer. So there's a camaraderie and everybody's like rooting to win. Mm -hmm. And when we started doing live slot play, we started feeling that same table game feeling. Cause now we got a group of people that are all like, yeah. yeah, let's win, you know? And so we were like, Whoa, you can get that table game kind of feeling if we have this group of people watching us, you know, at the same time. Um, and then again, the older game started going away. So we still wanted to gamble. So that was another reason why we just transferred into more of the slots and yeah. filming that stuff. And then somewhere along the way, I became addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we, did, we didn't make videos, uh, obviously, until this past year. And we've been going to Vegas for 20 years. Um, we started off tables as well. You know, we did blackjack. Our, our favorite, ride. our let it ride was our favorite game. Yeah. You know, yes. when it used to be $5, we played let it ride for hours into the night. Like that was where we would spend most of our money in. And now we cannot find a let it ride table under $10, not even $10 sometimes yeah. wherever we go. And so we have to go downtown if we want that, um, which is fine. But we just never win downtown. We used to play at the nugget a lot more. And now it's just, it's hard to find a good let it ride table that. I feel like it just like that. I like the energy of everybody being cheering you on, cheering you on and being yeah. excited at the table. And that energy was there. And just, we just haven't found that in a while. So same thing. We're just doing slots more for that reason. Yeah. It's and our, like you said, our budget has increased. Well, it probably shouldn't have increased. But <laughs> it has. <laughs> and uh, back in the old days, like looking at our old vlogs, we were happy making a hundred dollars. We were like, Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. but now it's like, that's not good enough. That's like I need a thousand dollars. I feel people. like I and won. Why we make it work, right? It just worked. Yeah, and now it's like, that's exactly. Exactly. Ah, uh, well, you know what? You only live once, right? So keep raising that bar. Um, <laughs> I think for anyone that hasn't seen me or heard me say this on my channel, my first trip was in 1997. Um, and it was with my now ex-wife. We're still very much best friends. And we were decided she was a senior in college. I was a junior um, and we were on spring break. We never had the same break and we did this year. And we were both 21 and we said, let's go to the Grand Canyon, not Vegas. <laughs> let's go to the Grand Canyon. And we rented a car, which was this like, man, it was this badass, like, I don't know, it was Buick sedan, but it felt very pimpalicious. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> um, it was comfortable. Um, we lost the gas cap somewhere in New Mexico. <laughs> Just like one of those stories. But anyway, after like a day and a half of driving, because back then the speed limit was 55, um, so it took that much longer because I drive like a grandma. Um, and we're approaching Flagstaff, Arizona, and it's snowing and we're tired. And we see it says Grand Canyon this way. And on the same sign, it says Las Vegas, however many more miles. And we're both kind of silent. And I just said, we should go to Vegas. And she said, yep. <laughs> we just drove past the Grand Canyon, never saw it until two years ago, actually, um, and arrived in Vegas at three in the morning, stayed at Sahara, Ooh. the OG Sahara for $19 a night. And every day we got a free breakfast buffet. Um, and again, we had $400 in cash between us for seven days. And we thought we were balling. Um, wow. I won at Riviera. The first morning that we went out deciding we're going to walk the strip, still regret it. I think everyone has to do it once, but we walked that whole strip. Mm -hmm. um, but I won $75 at Riviera, and that funded like two days of fun for us. <laughs> we were able to get drinks. We got souvenirs. We got tickets to a comedy show. Um, and it's just funny. Bellagio wasn't built yet. They had a Bellagio welcome center um, that had the renderings of the Bellagio, no lake. New York, New York was going to be the new big thing. MGM Grand still had the Wizard of Oz theming. Caesar's Palace was so very Caesar's Palace-y. So it was cool. And uh, that's when we fell in love. And so then we we took a Southwest vacation to um, 
New York, New York the next trip. And then the very next trip, Bellagio was open and we decided to just go all in there. And I still remember it was 1444 for two Southwest round trip tickets oh, wow. and uh, four nights at Bellagio. And uh, two 23-year-olds, that was fancy AF. So, oh, right, yeah. Right. yeah. It was very nice. We still, but with the big mistake we made was we took one of those shuttles from the airport. And so we were in the oh, shuttle yes. with all these yeah. people staying at like Harris. And they go to Bellagio and some man says, well, who's staying here? And why do they need this cheap shuttle? <laughs> it's us. All right. Hey, um, Danny, but, do, you remember, do you remember Slots of Fun right there across from the Riviera? Uh, yeah, it's, it's still not there. there anymore. It's still there. It's just not the same. I was like, it's not the same. I mean, it's, it's there, not the same. It's, it's definitely yeah. much better. Um, yeah. I mean, Sahara was really cool. It had like this NASCAR theming in certain yeah. parts and camels, and it was it was fun. But uh, I, I miss a lot about that because seeing Vegas at night the first time with all the neon when it still had neon. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's really what I fell in love with. I'm like, this place screams DJ. Oh, yeah. Hey, Danny, I won my first hand pay at the Sahara. That's right. Well, my, my first hand pay. So I, I remember the Sahara. It was, it was, it was good. Yeah. Nice. It's good to me, at least. It's gone yeah. now, obviously. But. I mean, I don't like the new Sahara, but <laughs> I love the old Sahara. It has a definite special place in my heart. And y'all know how Vegas has changed for me. It's, it's different. I still love Vegas, but I'm also that old man that's like, Get out of my backyard, kids. <laughs> I'm tired of the day clubs. I'm tired yep. of the generic corporate casinos. Yeah. A lot of people are real excited about Fountain Blue. I'm just going to be on the fence until I see it, but I, yeah. I, I miss some of that kitschiness and campiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I still enjoy it. It's still my escape for me, and I still have a good time. So there you go. That's where I am. Casey's looking real serious, so I think he has something to say, Casey. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of time, we are at our last topic of the uh, conversation. And uh, we want to see if you have any specific Vegas hacks that will help a a listener on their next trip. Or even maybe some specific information about Vegas that would help them out on their next trip. So, Hogan Tucent, do you have any uh, tips like that? Um, This is a hard question because... There's, I feel like everybody knows them all, but then again, my perspective is I literally watch YouTube. (laughs) I don't have cable. I watch everybody's Vegas channels. So I feel like everyone knows them all, but um, I would say a throwback to our old table game days, your play at a table, even with a card didn't get you much uh, as far as coin in and things like that. So the hack back in those days where we played more table games was to actually talk to people. So you talk to the pit boss, like when you get to know the people behind the dealers, um, it helped you out as far as dinners go. Hey, Mm -hmm. I've been here so-and-so, you know, from this time to that time. Can you check what I've been playing, you know? And they would hook you up with buffets or dinners, steak dinners. You know, they would just look at you and, you know, they'll know like if you've been playing for a while that you're going to come back and you're going to put your money on the table. So back in those days, that's what we would do a lot of is like physically just talk to somebody and say, Hey, what can you do for me? And they would write us a a little voucher and give it to us. So you're building relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. What about you, Dave and Sonia? It's a little similar to what hog was talking about, but, um, and this might just be MGM properties. We don't know. It could be the other casinos. But one of the things that we recommend and we've known is, has been helpful for us is to go to the rewards desk at the end of the trip and ask if anything can come off your bill. Mm-hmm. Numerous times we get, you know, resort fees co- I mean, taken off. or And those are normally comp for us, but we can do like meals that we've had. They've, they've just cleared them off. This is how we actually met our Cosmo host now that we email frequently and she just gives us free rooms. But just by going and asking, they're like, yeah, come talk to the host. And so I don't think it hurts to check that out at the end of your, to the end of your stay because they're going to they're gonna base it on your play. So if you gamble a lot, it's an, you know, it's an opportunity for you to get some money off your bill. Agreed. Yeah. That's great information. I've never, I've never done that myself and I need, I need to try, right? It's worth trying, but I'm always rushed to leave. It seems and I don't have <laughs> I'm like, Oh, 
I'll just pay it. <laughs> leave. <laughs> Danny, you have any advice? Um, again, I'm Grandpa Danny, and so I always have free advice whether or not you want it. I think, seriously, though, the biggest thing for me is I actually enjoy – I don't enjoy. I prefer rideshare over taxis. Um, and, again, maybe it's because I've been going to Vegas so long, but when I don't have a vehicle – I will take a ride share over a, a cab because of just the bad past with cabs. And like Dave and Sony were talking about getting long hauled mm -hmm. um, from South Point. It should be a straight shot down LV Boulevard. And it wasn't um, I like they add loops. That's funny. That was before Google Maps, <laughs> I guess. Um, but so I use Rideshare, and I recommend getting a ride share comparison mm -hmm. app. Um, I used to use one. Now I use one called OB, OBI. Um, and it lets you compare what is Uber versus Lyft. Um, I exclusively use Lyft, but if it's for some reason really, really expensive, I'll check Uber just in case. Um, but also a lot of these comparison apps will book the ride for you on the cheaper app. And then they also have some sort of uh, repeat patronage program where you're getting points. Um, for example, the one I used to use every so many hundred points, I would get $5 applied to my next ride. And so getting whatever in-app perks Lyft or Uber offers, and then also these on top of it. So in terms of comps, I'm comping my comps. Um, and I even have to talk to hosts. So that's my tidbit for this week. Nice. Well, thanks for sharing I, I would say also, this is more of a, I don't know. I, I have an issue with all the people that keep saying the $20 trick check-in because if you've done this before you know you don't have to pay twenty dollars you ask them for an upgrade first ask them for an upgrade and if they can find one go ahead and pay them you know don't make them feel awkward you know by slipping this weird you know this 20 <laughs> under your id you can literally be a human and say hey is there any upgrades but every i guess it's a trendy thing to do to tell people there's a twenty dollar trick but yeah, yeah. I mean, tip them if they find one for you, or if you feel like they went out of their way mm -hmm. to get you that room. But you don't have to do, you know, yeah. twenty dollars sandwich. You know, <laughs> just ask. Some them. people get really elaborate about it. They're right. like, you yeah. hold the twenty, yeah, you put it in your license and your credit card, and yeah. you slide it with your right, right. hand and look away. Right. You got slick and you look away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like no, just ask. I agree. Uh, yeah. What about you, Casey? Well, kind of like y'all reference, I don't have any tips that aren't already really out there. So what I I wanted to come up with a little quick fact about uh, daily flights from Texas to Vegas. Mm. Now this is all research, right? So I don't know how factual this is, but uh, I went to Expedia and then uh, Southwest Airlines, and I went to all eleven. Uh, airports in Texas. Okay. So I, I have 11 airports and my date range was August 1st, right? These were flights that originated out of Texas to Vegas. And there were 300 if you combine uh, all 11 of those. And that includes, you know, Southwest Airlines, right? And they have 584 daily flights arriving into Las Vegas. So 51% of daily flights originate from Texas. Crazy. Mm, wow. Crazy. That's why wow. we matter. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. That yeah, blew my It's pretty cool. Yeah, one thing just to add, uh, El Paso has 19 flights out of El Paso on 8-1. I thought I was pretty shocked by that. Hmm. <laughs> That's because we don't have casinos. Yeah. That's right. good casinos near us. <laughs> All right. Casey, wrap us up. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Follow us on threads and Instagram. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channels. My channel is Wall Street to Vegas. Dave and Sonia, your channel? Our channel is Devaris and Travels. You'll find us on YouTube as well. And Hog and Two Cent can be found at Hog and Two Cent. And of course, Danny is Vegas Introvert. Find us on YouTube. Thanks, Casey. Thanks, Dave and Sonia. Thanks, Hogan Two Cent. As we close out, I have one question. Who has the next Vegas trip in this group? I think that's us. We are oh, going in a couple of days. Awesome. And where are you staying? 
We're doing uh, three nights at the Nomad and two nights at the Cosmo. It's a long trip. We're excited. Shows, special dinners, anything that you're looking yeah. forward to? A little bit of everything. Um, I guess the highlight's going to be we we're definitely do some pool days, and then we're going to enjoy. Um, well, we're eating at the Nomad Library. We're going to eat at Best Friend. We've ever eaten at Best Friend. We're excited about Heard that. Good things about it. Yeah. And and spoiler alert, we've been talking about Caesar's properties. We actually booked one night at Caesar's Palace just to experience the check-in to share with you guys. Yep. Nice. nice. So you'll see it on their channel. We'll definitely talk about it here because we may be in Texas, but we go to Las Vegas a lot. It's Vegas, y'all. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Follow Thank us you on your favorite platforms. And again, like Casey said, we're on Instagram and soon to be on threads because we're the new kids in town. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.